Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, author, blogger, and speaker, Dora Swift. This podcast is about a community of women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. We are using our gifts to impact the world for Christ, and I hope these stories inspire other women to use their gifts to impact the world. In this episode, we're talking about a sensitive subject. So if you're at home or in the car with little ears around, you may want to listen in later. Did you know that one in four women in the church have had an abortion and are carrying a heavy burden in secret? Today, I welcome my friend Donna Jensen. Donna is the executive director of Grace House Pregnancy Center. Donna shares her story of the difficult decision she made years ago to have an abortion and how God is now using her to minister to women facing a crisis pregnancy and those who have also made that choice. After her abortion, her life began to spiral downward, but we serve a God who heals and forgives and brings hope and restoration. Hear about the healing support and restoration going on at Grace House and how this ministry got its name. It may seem obvious, but it's not what you think. Listen in as I have a chat with Donna Jensen. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I have my lovely friend Donna Jensen with me today. We've known each other for quite some time. I actually volunteered in the ministry that she has, and it was such a blessed time. And I know that God put us together, and you will be so blessed by her story. So I will bring her right on. Hey, Donna, welcome to the Fierce Calling Podcast. Hi, Doris. Thank you for having me. Hello, everybody. Well, I'm so glad that you took time out of your schedule. I know you are super busy, but I am so blessed to have you here today with me. And I wanted to See if you could share a little bit about your story and where you are taking action, where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect and how you're using your gifts in that every day. Hmm, That's a, that's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) I love that question too, by the way, Doris. And it's so important that we do because um, even the Bible says faith without works is dead, right? I serve at Grace House Pregnancy Center as the executive director and I've served here, well, in a volunteer capacity. I served here even before I was the executive director since 1999 is before we opened. Um, I was in the founding group um, when we were praying about getting Grace House open and and helping to get Grace House open, but been have been this executive director since 2003. So I actually am celebrating my 20 year anniversary with Grace House, you know, not as the executive director yet, but as just a volunteer and nice. a person of faith, putting my faith to action. As you guys say, when somebody first asked me to get involved with the pregnancy center, I said, what is a pregnancy center? Mm, (laughs) I figured that out in all these 20 years since. And I think the reason the person said, you're going to be the perfect person, Donna, to get involved in this. And um, she knew my story. So Back when I was a teenager, I had an unplanned pregnancy and we were not Christians, my family and I. So my, everybody in my family thought the right thing to do was have an abortion. Mm -hmm. So they drove me to the abortion clinic and I absolutely refused to get out of the car. I think my stubbornness served me well in that moment. So I ended up not having the abortion. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so I was 16 when I had my first baby and I was a single mom for seven years. And just so the listeners know, now I've been married 37 years, wow. <laughs> you know, later on um, when I, and a, a year from then, about a year later, I was found myself pregnant again and leaving my baby's father. And I just felt like all the pressure of the first time around caved in on me along with my circumstances. And all I could see to do was to have an abortion. I hated it from the minute it happened. I thought it was a dreadful thing and I regretted it immediately. But really feeling like I had no other choice, I felt boxed in mm-hmm. to that choice. And for many years, it just wreaked havoc on my life. Everything negative you could imagine from that came to me. I became hardened and I became uh, jaded and I became promiscuous and everything in my life got went downhill, not uphill from there. Mm-hmm until I met Jesus when I was 30. When I came to know uh, the Lord as my Savior when I was 30, things started to change. And then, you know, fast forward, and I'll, I'll go back to some parts, fast forwarding. After many years of Bible study, I loved BSF, but I went to BSF for 24 years. Oh, it was just a joy. And I was an empty, I was like a blank slate. I was an empty book with the Word of God. I needed, I needed like concentrated Word of God immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it, it changed me. And I remember at one point saying, oh my gosh, God is pro-life. What have I done? And I came to a point where I was feeling like God was saying, you need to deal with this area. And um, so I repented and I changed my mind about abortion and, and realized God's word. He's, if God's for something, he's right and I'm wrong. So I had to get a clue about changing my mind. It took me a long time to heal from that. God took me through a process in through the word and through prayer. I grew up in the Lord a lot. And over all those many years, God was preparing me. And then we moved to Deland in 1998. And not too long after I was in BSF and one of the BSF ladies said, you know, we're going to start a pregnancy center. And we wondered if you would want to be involved. So that's where everything began. I didn't know about that beginning part of your story. I remember hearing, you know, about the time when you were in college, but I didn't remember hearing about the first experience that you had with an unplanned pregnancy. You probably remember the story of the girl that got the original call from God. That's not part of my story, but yet it really is part of so many people's story. That's probably what you were thinking about, Doris. The girl that got the original call from God to start Grace House in Delant, and she knew that this town needed a pregnancy center. They had the college, they had Daytona State, Stetson, and they had the big high school. No yeah. pregnancy center at all. And her story was that she was in college, found herself pregnant. Mm-hmm. They didn't know the Lord either, her family, and, and she didn't. And the school clinic sent her to uh, another clinic and they basically sold her an abortion. She had the abortion and years later, you know, had regretted it, came to the Lord, mm-hmm. found out about pregnancy centers and what pregnancy centers offer to women who are in that place. And she said, if I would have only had a place like this to go, I think I would have made a different choice. And I agree with that. I think I would have as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just finding out, you know, I'm not boxed into this one option. Yeah. But anyway, her name was Lori and she now lives in not uh, outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. And, mm-hmm. but she's the one that got the original call from God. That's her story. And um, she loves, she doesn't mind if we tell it. Uh-huh. And I just heard from her the other day after she got my Christmas card and she said, Donna, I'm so excited. Grace House is open at the third center. Wow. So uh, anyway, that's her story. 
part of her story, but our stories kind of collided here into land in 1998. Nice. Yeah. And I do remember that because she was a speaker at one of the galas, wasn't she? Yeah. Would you believe 10 years ago, Doris? Wow. I cannot believe that. It's been so long, but I remembered the impactful part of it was that I don't think I had heard how that name came about. And of course, you know, you think of grace, like God's grace, which is true. But I believe if I'm not mistaken, that that was what she wound up naming her baby that that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So here's how that went at one of our formational meetings, I was on the board of directors then and at one of our meetings, she said, well, we ha- it's time for us to pick a name. We have to have a name to get incorporated and to get our nonprofit status and all that. Mm-hmm. And she said, I was thinking, and, and I, I have an idea for a name, but first, you know, she said, I want to tell you the story. And she told us the story of how she had been in college, gotten pregnant, had the abortion, years mm-hmm. later had found a pregnancy center after she became a Christian. And the thing that drew her to the pregnancy center was she was having trouble dealing with her emotions from her past abortion and just coming to terms with it. Yeah. So the, the center offered, as we do offer the same service, we offer an, a wonderful abortion recovery group that people can come to. It's a small, confidential, intimate group. And um, so during the group, they ask you one, at one point, it's like a 10 week study or a 10 week thing. During that 10 weeks, they ask you to pray about what God's name for your baby is. Hmm. But God named your baby. And so she prayed about it. And she said, my baby's name was Grace. And would you all mind if we name it Grace House? And so that's how we got our name, Grace House Pregnancy Center. That's so precious. That is so impactful when you hear where that came from, you know, and how the ministry has just grown and God is just using it in mighty ways in different cities because you just opened a new center in another city recently. And um, that is so encouraging to women, especially to know that at Grace House, it is a pregnancy center. However, you also minister to women who have already experienced an abortion. Um, You speak with women prior to who are abortion minded, right? And then, you know, you, you just have all of those different facets of your ministry. And I love that you mentioned about the abortion recovery that you have, because statistically, it's pretty high, isn't it? Definitely. What are the statistics now, Donna, um, approximately of of women who have had an abortion? Well, even in the church, Doris, the statistics are one out of every four women in the church Mm. have had an abortion in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I was going to tell you the statistic for abortion since Roe versus Wade, the law that legalized abortion in America, Mm -hmm. Uh, This statistic is hard for me to wrap my brain around, but more than 61,876,000 abortions have occurred according to the website, Mm numberofabortions.com. And even in the state of Florida, about 70,000 abortions occur every year, which is 192 every day. Think about that. 192 Mm -hmm. lives are lost every day to abortion. And that's on the website, abort 73 com. So um, this is affecting a lot of people still to this day. Abortion numbers are declining, which is the great news. And I think 
you know, the technology of the ultrasound and all of the science and all of the availability we have to see that on the internet now Mm -hmm. is is helping people to become more pro-life. And from what I've heard, the younger generation is becoming more and more Mm pro-life. And so that's the great news. That's so encouraging. But if any of your listeners have experienced abortion and you feel like you could benefit from some help dealing with that, we would love to be a part of that journey with you because honestly, um, Doris, I, it took me a good 10 years to deal with this with God and and through the word. And maybe that's how God wanted me to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but you can accomplish this wonderful healing and forgiveness with God in a 10 week class that took me 10 years to do. I just had never heard of such a thing. And, um, but it is a wonderful thing to be a part of. And it, the the group is called Forgiven and Set Free, and it really does help you to feel forgiven and set free. It's a great title. Yeah, definitely a great title. And it is so true that there are women in the church who have experienced that and are just fearing judgment and not wanting to come forward. So it is nice that you offer that at your center, because then, you know, they might be able to to come there and feel like it's more confidential. And then they could meet with other women who have experienced the same thing and that difficult decision in their life. Because through your experiences with women who've come into the center, oftentimes women, like you had mentioned some of the ways that your life was kind of out of control and you didn't realize, I guess at the time, and sometimes women don't realize that it stems from that past decision that they made and they might not even realize that. Do you find that? Absolutely. It's hard to connect the dots, to be honest. And I was actually looking up some statistics from it. Some of the emotions or some of the things that could be happening to us stem from the abortion, but we don't connect it to the abortion. For instance, we have a great post-abortion stress test. Mm -hmm. And some of the questions are, have you experienced periods of prolonged depression? Have you had suicidal thoughts? since your abortion? Mm. Are you unable to talk about your abortion? Um, Are you affected by physical reminders of your abortion? Mm. Uh, Memories of it? Do you find yourself struggling to turn off the feelings connected to your abortion? And, you know, just things like depression, um, difficulty connecting with your children, Mm maybe overprotectiveness of your children uh, to an unhealthy degree Hmm. um, and things like that are connected to past abortion. That's probably a revelation for maybe a woman who's listening today who doesn't realize that those dots do connect and may need some help or know or have a friend that has gone through that. And so I just love the fact that women can come into the centers that you have and feel right away the love of Jesus and you serve women, whether they're believers or not, right? I mean, absolutely. Any woman. Yeah, we serve people, women and men, we serve regardless mm-hmm. of sexual orientation, gender, beliefs. Mm-hmm. We serve everybody that is pregnant or parenting or thinks they're pregnant. And then the people who are facing abortion recovery prospect, um, we serve them as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, so our main client we hope to reach out to is the woman who is saying, okay, I'm pregnant, or I think I'm pregnant, I may be pregnant, and I'm not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. And so we educate them on all their options, do pregnancy tests, ultrasound. And we just started, I don't know if you didn't realize that we just started doing STI testing about a year ago. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> so STI means sexually transmitted infections. They don't call them STDs anymore. It's STIs now. Mm. I don't know why. And so we, we also have an Earn While You Learn program that they can do to educate themselves on the options, on their pregnancy, on parenting, on, on you know, healthy pregnancy, baby care, to educate themselves on how to go further in their education, how to find a job. Anyway, they can earn points and then shop in our boutique, the mommy and baby store, and they get free items like diapers, formula, baby food, clothing, you know, bigger items like cribs and you know, strollers and high chairs and whatnot like that. Yeah. So it's a fun program too for them. That's such a blessing because it's important that especially the church to come around these families and help support them and give them the ability to become good parents and to learn how to do that. You know, because oftentimes people might say, well, it's easy to tell a woman not to have an abortion, but then what happens? You know, they have this baby and they can't afford the baby. And and so just having these programs to help support them is amazing. And all free all free and you know what it really is life-saving it's Mm. do you know we i there was more than once a woman has walked in saying i'm gonna have an abortion that's it i can't do this Mm. and she sees the boutique and just breaks down sobbing and says Mm. now i know i don't have to have an abortion yeah i know i'm gonna get diapers and i can get formula and i can get clothing and these items and she said that was the reason i was thinking of having an abortion because i didn't think i could provide for my baby wow it is life saving. It is amazing. And I love a lot of different other things about the program and the ministry as well, that it includes men and fathers are important too. I know that you encourage uh, the families to come together or the men to come as well. Another thing too, is that they hear the gospel. Definitely. They come in, right? Yes. Well, our twofold mission doors, you know, is offering options for Mm -hmm. life, you know, life affirming options to abortion and the gospel. So life in the gospel is our twofold mission in a nutshell. And we are a local mission to the unborn. Mm-hmm. And so we share the gospel with every woman, every couple, every man, unless they say, don't do that. I don't want to hear the gospel. We give them an opportunity to, to decline that. Mm-hmm. But um, we believe every person deserves to hear the gospel. And every day people come to Christ <laughs> here at Grace House at the three centers. Praise so it's exciting. It's amazing. Yeah. And you know, we have, so we have the DeLand Center, which has been here since opens since 2001 mm-hmm. and the center over New Suburna Beach, which has been in Southeast Volusia since 2010. Mm-hmm. And now we just opened and just started seeing clients on December 20th in Ormond Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that one is on um, US1 in Ormond Beach. And then um, we're on uh, Woodland here in DeLand and on Orange and Washington over New Smyrna Beach. So if you're a woman and you're saying, I want to engage my faith with action, and you're saying, I want to, I want to be a part of God's work somewhere. Well, maybe you should consider Grace House because mm-hmm. there's a lot of work to be done. There's many ways you can help. You can help directly with clients or you can help behind the scenes. So there's, there's a lot of opportunities at Grace House. Thank you. Because that's what we want to do too. We want to help women find places where maybe they can plug in and use their gifts to serve. And if you don't live in these areas and you're out of state or not around Volusia County, there are pregnancy centers across the country. So there's probably one, yeah, where, wherever you live, you can look into that. 
ministry. And I remember when I was back at the center and attending some of the meetings for the gala and when it used to be held at a, at a local church here in Southeast Volusia, you actually had to do it in two different churches on two different nights because you had one side of the county and the other side of the county. And I just remember that thought and that vision that you were talking about is like, what if we could have the gala at the Ocean Center? And for those who aren't local and aren't familiar with that, it's a huge facility, like where you would have a conference or things like that. And so that was like, what if, right? And now where is the gala? Yes, that's right. I forgot about that, Doris. Thank you. It's at the Ocean Center. It's at the Ocean Center. Yeah, yeah God opened that right up. And now you can do the whole thing in one night. And for those listening, the gala is an annual fundraiser for the Grace House where people have an opportunity to come and hear about what Grace House is doing and how God is using the centers to bring life to people and hope to people and also an opportunity for them to give. And not only that, though, to meet the families that you have been serving. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We, we get to see some of our clients there every year. Mm-hmm. And so this coming, Gala is going to be especially, especially special. Mm-hmm. It's going to be our 20 year anniversary. Mm-hmm gala, like big bash party mm-hmm. and a big celebration. So it'll be on April 23rd mm-hmm. uh, in the evening. Uh, so listeners, if you're out there and you're local and you can come or even drive in, we've had people drive from quite a ways away to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's April 23rd in the evening at the Ocean Center. We have dinner and we have an inspirational speaker and it's, it is a time to give and it's a time to be able to know how to engage for the cause of life. But it's also a super inspirational evening. Our speaker this year is David B. Wright. Mm. And he is the number one speaker across the nation for pregnancy centers this past year. So he is amazing. He's written books. He's been all over the world. And uh, we could just go on and on. Uh, His bio is awesome. But we'll all be blessed, just inspired by the event. It's precious how he also allows you to see the fruit. Because it's true, I guess, that you don't always see what happens once a a woman leaves your center. You don't know for sure what their decision is going to end up being. But there's times where you see them when they come back and say thank you. Absolutely. I think in life in general, ministry in general, I think more often than not, Doris, we don't see the fruit immediately. We don't know Mm -hmm. what results are of our efforts. But in all honesty, it doesn't really matter enough to stop us from doing the work because what we're doing is unto the Lord. So what we're doing is an offering unto God. And that in Mm -hmm. itself is enough. That in itself is what God wants, obedience more than sacrifice. But to see the fruit and to see results and eternal impacts that are made, it's beautiful. And well, I mean, just like I went into a store here in Deland and um, I saw a girl that looked kind of familiar, but I didn't want to stare, you know, so I just mind my own business and went about my business. And her mother was in the store with her, obviously. And her mother came up to me and kind of sternly and suddenly said, are you from Grace House? And I said, um, yes, I am. And she said, my daughter told me you were from Grace House. And I thought she, I didn't know if she was going to kiss me or punch me. You know what I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> but she said, well, it's because of Grace House that my granddaughter was born and she had her daughter come over and mm -hmm. with her granddaughter in hand and she was so thankful. It was just yeah. a, her way to be a little, you know, she sounded a little stern, but it was just her way. But, and she thanked me all over the place. And the young girl had been abortion-minded mm -hmm. mother, the new mommy, and she'd been abortion-minded. And when she had left, we didn't know what she had decided and she never came back. Oh. So we can you know, kind of assume the worst, right? right? You kind of figure, oh, well, maybe she aborted, she, you know, she would have carried, she, maybe she would have come to the successful parenting program and the earn while you learn program. Mm -hmm. But then, well, I decided, you know, I got a job and, and then um, I didn't need the free stuff and I didn't want to come and take your free stuff when I didn't really need it. Mm -hmm. But um, so you see, there was one scenario where a life was saved, but we never knew it. Mm. for goodness months wonderful so. god did all that because he had yeah. you go to the same store <laughs> you know yes. there's no coincidences with god you know so know. Yeah. divine appointment that was for all of you to just embrace each other and just have that moment <laughs> exactly and even if i would have never seen her again what mm -hmm. my action or what my actions or the actions of grace house that really it's a team it's not like i'm sitting here doing all this stuff myself We're, there's a team of us mm -hmm. i mean at the deland center alone we have 50 volunteers wow so there's a team that ministers life and ministers the gospel to these women and if we never see the results Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is, it's enough that we showed up mm -hmm. and spoke truth and spoke life to these women. That's what we're called to do. Yeah. Yep. It is living by faith and yeah. not by sight. That's um, right. Exactly. Yeah. And just to mention too, that you fully train all the volunteers. So women yeah. should not be intimidated as to, well, I wouldn't be qualified to be able to do that, but you train everyone. That's right. And, you know, we'll, we have a, a little application process and it's not a big deal. And it's um, and then you know, we do a background check and training and we help you find the right place. I mean, we're not going to throw people in to sink or swim kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. you know, we train you for all the different positions, whether you want to be a, an advocate that works one on ones with our new moms and dads or whether you want to work in our boutique and help the mommies and daddies find the provision they need for their babies or whether you want to help with doing helping with the fundraising mm -hmm. you know or do stuffing envelopes or whatever we have all kinds of things to do so that's encouraging. And I just want to take a few steps back because you had mentioned earlier in our conversation that you met Jesus and gave your life to him when you were 30. And that was really encouraging. And then you went on to BSF, which is the Bible Study Fellowship, right? Yes. And yes. that's also a national women's program for studying the word. Um, we actually have one that is going on right now at our church, but there, there are Bible study fellowships. Women can Google that and find a chapter in their area. And so thank you for bringing that up because that yes. is wonderful. A and it's free. It's mm -hmm. free. You just show up. You don't have to be invited. You know, you don't have to pay anything. And if you want to be equipped to do God's work, mm -hmm. get in God's word mm -hmm. and you will become equipped and ready and confident to do God's work. I love BSF. Yeah, I, I forgot people might not know what BSF means. Mm -hmm. I was going to tell you how I found the Lord if, if there's time in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I was, my sister and I, 
when our parents got divorced, we were, you know, 11 and say eight. And she went to live with my mom and I live with my dad. And that's another story, but inconsequential to this. But the family down the hill introduced her to the Lord and she became a Christian. And I kind of was the bad girl went on the dark side and she was the good girl. And so she and her, and then she met her husband and she and her husband prayed for me to get saved for 15 years and their whole church. <gasps> wow. And they lived in Tennessee. So every summer I would travel from Florida, Fort Lauderdale, where I live up to Tennessee to visit my family, my mom and all and her. And, and so every year they would say, this is the year Donna's going to get saved. Mm-hmm. Well, every year I avoided going to church and I, I was just, you know, not ready for that, I guess. Well, one year I got encouraged by my little niece to come because she was singing a solo. And I said, oh my gosh, I have to go to church. A dread and horror, <laughs> right? And so I went to church and to see her sing her solo. But that morning I got saved. And the night before is so important. The night before, uh, my brother-in-law shared the gospel with me. He shared, you know, that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and all these Roman road scriptures, if you're familiar with that. And um, he said at the end, would you like to receive Christ? Would you like to, you know, let him into your life. And I said, I don't believe any of this stuff. I just don't believe it. How can I say yes when I don't believe it? And I gave him a few choice words too, I'm sure. I didn't have a very good mouth. So uh, the next morning, God God had just worked in me overnight because the next morning, Doris, when they gave the invitation, I believed and I didn't understand it. As a matter of fact, I thought, oh my gosh, I've, I'm losing it because last <laughs> night I didn't believe it. And this morning I believe it. How can this happen? And I must be losing it. But here's the fact of the matter. I needed to lose it. I really needed to lose it. And uh, so I became a Christian and came home and my husband had not gone on this trip. And when I came home, he said, what in the world has change with you and I don't get near me with that any of that you know he didn't want any part of it at first so it was an interesting walk to be so not a Christian and then all of a sudden I'm a Christian and yeah. if it wasn't for BSF I think I would have been lost Bible study fellowship I started going right away mm-hmm. I heard about it and I God really said do this thing and so I didn't know what it was even I was getting into. And I, I said, I, I, the lady said, oh, you can sign up and you come every week. And I said, well, maybe I can come for a month. If I make it a month, I'll be happy with myself. I went for 24 years. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Wow. I didn't, wow. Think, I didn't think I could make it for a week. <laughs> for one thing, it's really cool to hear the whole story because for one thing, I can't picture you as bad girl, but that's just a testament to how God just changes people. Like you become a new creation and then, yeah. And so these few extra minutes on the podcast, that was so worth it because how encouraging if you are praying for someone to come to the Lord and it, it could take years, but keep praying, keep praying. Yes. Never give up. And honestly, I am challenged by that because Sometimes I say to myself, well, Lord, I've been praying for this for a year. And then I have to remember somebody prayed for me and never gave up for 15 years. Yeah. I thank God for that. So if you have family members that are lost or a husband that's unsaved or children that are not walking with the Lord, never give up, keep praying. And God is going to answer your prayers. I think he's working with us and he works with us. He doesn't want to break our necks. He doesn't transgress our free will. So he's working with us ever so gently to come to him and to turn our lives away from what doesn't matter and turn our lives to what really does matter. 
Amen to that. So if there are women listening who would like to connect with you, how can they do that, Donna? Well, um, you can get with me at, at my Grace House offices. We have three offices, but our main office is in Deland, and I'll give you the contact info. So my email is executivedirector at gracehouseprc.org, and that PRC stands for Pregnancy Resource Center. So executivedirector at gracehouseprc.org org is my email or you can call 386-943-4004 and we'd love to get you involved in doing God's work and putting your faith into action and setting a fire that passion for your calling and we'd love to be a part of that journey with you so call us and come on over it's been such an amazing thing to hear all of what's going on and what God is doing through Grace House and it's just been a pleasure to chat with you today Doris I didn't mention that we could use medical volunteers we use medical volunteers to do ultrasounds and to do STI testing to read our ultrasound scans doctors and nurses and RNs and higher nice. is what we're looking for so yeah and like we said earlier if you are not in the area of Volusia County, Florida, there are pregnancy centers across the nation. So get involved if you feel God's calling you and this touched you in some way and you want to get involved. There are so many ways to do that. Thank you, Donna. I am just so blessed by what you're doing and just by knowing you for all these years and It's just exciting to see how God continues to bloom and what he's doing with Grace House. It is exciting. I don't know what's next, but I'm I'm looking forward to it, Doris. Thank you for doing the Fierce Calling podcast. This is awesome. Well, thank you. And we'll be on this wild adventure with God together, friend. Sounds good. (laughs) Thank you. Take care and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Doris. Thank you for listening. I hope Donna's story and the stories she shared about how Grace House began touched and inspired you. Today's discussion was difficult and sensitive, but the church needs to talk about it. With abortion statistics at one in four women, perhaps you friend listening today or someone close to you has experienced making that difficult choice. There is hope, forgiveness, and healing, and God restores brokenness and brings beauty from ashes. If you need someone to talk to, Connect with Donna or seek out your nearest faith-based pregnancy center. I also faced a crisis pregnancy as a teen, and I share a little bit about my story in my free ebook, Step Out of Your Doubt and Into Your Calling. I'll put the link in the episode notes, and you can also find it on my website, daraswift.com. We serve a good, good father who loves and cares for you. And if you're facing a crisis pregnancy, Ask God to lead you to a place where you can talk with someone who will speak life into your life and where you'll receive support, encouragement, and hear how God, the giver of life, is right there with you. And perhaps you're feeling called to serve women facing a crisis pregnancy. You can use your God-given gifts to impact someone's world, and you can bravely take action and step into your fierce calling. 1 Samuel 3, 7-11 says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called, Samuel! And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. 
So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. In his book, The Art of Work, Jeff Goins has this quote, Some flee their calling their whole lives, avoiding that small persistent voice or staying busy enough to miss it. Many don't even take the time to listen in the first place, but the ones who do, those whose stories we remember, step out of hiding and say those six brave words. Speak for your servant is listening. Friend, you can just say to the Lord today, speak for your servant is listening and he will direct your steps because that's what his word promises. Join me next week when I talk with another woman who is using her gifts and taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, have a blessed week and I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.